That's because uh, I've been hanging around here, been hanging around the Lord, and he taught me how to be a giver because he's a giver. Glory to God. He's a giver. All right, do we got the Bible on the screen tonight? Are we doing that? We got uh, Psalms 35, 27. And, uh, you know, they use this the, uh, the last two or three times that they've got up here. And Miss Lisa did it uh, Sunday morning. And she said, uh, you know, if the Lord's speaking something to us, he's trying to get something over to us. And I thought to myself, I didn't know I was going to be preaching at that time. But I thought to myself, if I am, we're going to use Psalms 35, verse 27. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. I, I usually just get up here and just take off with it. But I'm going to stay calm and reserve my voice, and I'm going to read it. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Uh, hey, do you favor his righteous cause? Evidently, you're here on a Wednesday night, and it's raining and drizzling. And uh, it says, Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Pleasure. He has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I favor his righteous cause, and he's taking pleasure. But I know one thing. It ends up with prosperity of his servants. Well, I found out over in Galatians, I'm no longer a servant, but a son. He said, because his spirit's been in my heart now, crying out, Abba, Father, I'm no longer a servant, but a son. And if a son, an heir of God. An heir of God. So how much more a son? How much more a son? Yeah, let them shout for joy. And I know I was leaving the house one time to come up here and take offering, and the Lord said, it is my pleasure to give you the treasure. It is my pleasure to give you the treasure. And I don't know how it happens, but I always end up here. And it goes right back to the Lord Jesus Christ because it said he commanded the light to shine out of darkness. And he has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. All goes right back to Jesus. He's my treasure. So now I, I go treasure hunting. I dig from within. So that's how much he... That's how much pleasure he had. That's why I'm shouting for joy because it was his good pleasure to give me the treasure, his son. And now I have access to all things. All things. You know, over there in that one scripture in Corinthians said, uh, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he become poor, that through his poverty you might be made rich. And now he's given me richly all things to enjoy. He said, he spared not his son, but gave him all for our sakes. How much more with his son would he freely give all things? You got all things. You got full access. It's his good pleasure to give you the treasure. Glory to God. I'm qualified to be a partaker now. Qualified to be a partaker. All right, and the next verse they'd been using on Sunday morning, anybody remember? Psalms 118, verse 25. Pastor used it. Let me make sure here. And you, we all, I think, probably found ourselves in this situation. It says, 
Save now. I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Send now. Anybody ever had to pray that before? Got in a pickle, didn't know what you was going to do. Save now. O Lord, I beseech you. Send now prosperity. Oh, yeah, I found myself there before. Many a times. Uh, many a times. And, and, and one time I found myself there. This is before I knew what I know now. I hadn't been born again too long. And, uh, but I paid my tithes. I was a giver. But come time to go to church that Wednesday night. And I lived quite a ways out of town on the farm. And I didn't have enough gas to get back to the house if I go to church. I wish I'd have known this scripture, but I didn't know it at that time. Sin now, prosperity, O Lord. But I did have something working within me, and it was the Spirit of God. I said, you go on to church. So I went on to church. And, but I didn't go up there and say, I'm out of gas. Somebody, I don't know how I'm going to get home. I just went to church. But not knowing how I'm going to get home. So I went on in there. Praise God, got to sit on the front row, give him glory, just glad to be in the house of God. This is the day the Lord hath made. I, I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's right before that scripture we just read. <laughs> yeah, because and right before that it says it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I went on to church, and right after church, an old boy walked over to me, and this wasn't no word of faith, or I hadn't heard none of this kind of teaching. The old boy walked over to me, shook my hand, and when he shook my hand, left a $20 bill in there. I didn't even know how to believe for prosperity. All I knew, if I paid my tithes and give offerings, my Lord would supply my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So there's a $20 bill. That's big money when you ain't got no gas in your tank. Because it ain't the amount, it's what do you need. Full provision uh, at the time. My full provision was a, a, a tank of gas. So there it was. I made it, and I didn't tell nobody. I went out the door, just giving glory to God, put, the, put it in my tank. Uh, but you know, the Lord gave me a little schooling on the way home about being a good steward of my money. What's priority? Do I... Is church a priority? Is that something that's a priority to me? Yeah, I wanted to be there, but what had I done with my money? Oh, I paid my tithes, but I'm having to have a miracle here just to get to church. So he's telling me about being a good steward, taking care of my money, setting it aside. I'm learning that right after I got born again. Because, you know, I think if I'd have tried that next week and blowed all my money, even though I paid my tithes, but blowed all my money, and then went on to church going, glory to God, somebody's going to give me $20. And I'm a, no, I didn't hear from God. You know what would probably been happening? I'd been walking home. I'd have run out of gas. And the Lord would have let me. Because, you know, there's another story in the Bible where he says uh, he was a walking on the water, and it said he would have passed them by. And he saw them toiling and struggling in that boat. And, and at one account, it said he would have passed them by. And I believe he had passed me by that night because he already tried to teach me something about being a good steward of the money. And if you'll be faithful with little, then you get to be faithful with much. So sin now, prosperity, O oh Lord. 
But I always go back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he's given us this treasure in this earthen vessel. He done sent prosperity now. He done made me a partaker of that prosperity, the full provision, because true prosperity, it ain't just money. Money's just a part of it. True prosperity is having God manifest in every area of your life. The love, the joy, the peace. I mean, who didn't experience that when you got born again? A joy unspeakable and full of glory. A love that surpassed knowledge. A peace that passed all understanding. Yeah, he done sent the full prosperity. He done covered it all. He done give us all things pertaining to life and godliness. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So I guess I better stop there with the offering and share the last scripture, and it's 3 John 2. See, I like to go back and say, what did I hear on Sunday? What did I hear last Wednesday? Can you remember? Does the Lord bring it to your remembrance? Yeah, he said he would. I don't always remember, but he'll bring it to my remembrance when I need it. So 3 John 2 said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. What did he say? Beloved, I wish above all that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And that's New Testament there. We've been in the Old Testament, but that's New Testament right there. That's New Covenant right there. He'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. Well, I read in Psalms 23 that he had restored my soul. Well, if he restored my soul, then I can prosper. I just got to get my mind renewed to that fact. I've been restored, spirit, soul, and body. Glory to God. And then, Pastor, he was sharing that meant prosperous journey, a successful trip. That's what that word prosper meant there. And I don't remember if he said Greek or what it was. But I'm going to throw this story in because before I ever got me a motorcycle, I was believing God for it, but he started giving me scriptures. He'll prepare you for what he's bringing your way. And I started getting scriptures. And one of the scriptures was, Ride prosperously because of righteousness and meekness and truth. I thought, well, good. Yeah, if I ride that way, I will be prosperous. Well, I got that on like a Wednesday or Thursday. I come in here and pastor's taking offering and he's using that scripture and he talks about a successful journey. I said, hey, that sounds like riding prosperous to me. Didn't even have a motorcycle yet, but I'm getting ready to ride prosperously. And then I read another scripture said, If I delight myself in him and trust in him, that he'd cause me to ride upon the high places of the earth. That's right here, of the earth. And you know what? I got that scripture, and the Lord just preparing my heart so I can ride by faith. I ain't going to ride in fear. Like one old boy said, uh, he was one of the old doctor when I got a physical, he said... Uh, Oh, you still riding that donor cycle? And I said, what? I never heard it called that. He said, you still riding that donor cycle? And I said, no, I don't ride a donor cycle. And he said, well, you keep riding it, you'll be donating everything you got. And I like, uh-uh, he don't know where I've been going to church. Uh, he don't know what I've been getting from the Lord. I don't ride a donor cycle. I ride prosperously. I have a successful journey. And you know, if you look that up, it's in Psalms 45, and it's talking about Jesus. 
It's talking about his riding prosperously, girding up his sword on his side and riding. But you know what? I'm an heir of God, and I'm a joint heir with Jesus, and I can ride just like him. He says, come on, ride with me. Ride with me. So if I ride that way, I'm going to ride prosperously. I'm going to have a successful journey. But see what I got a hold of coming to church? The Lord preparing me for what he's bringing me my way. So I won't go out here and be ignorant, but ride smart. You know, he prepared me for it. All right, we're going to end up with that uh, scripture there. So, beloved, I wish above all that you'd prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Psalms 23 says he restored your soul. He leads you in paths of righteousness. He anoints your head with all. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Yeah. He prepares that table before you in the presence of your enemy. Right while they're there, you can eat off the table. Yeah, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, he said. I don't want for any good thing. See, I'm prosperous. And then when you run across Psalms 35, 27, and it says, let's shout for joy and be glad those that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes great pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. But you know, because I'm a son, I want to be a servant. I want to serve him. Because he said, I didn't come to serve but I didn't come to be served, but I come to serve. And ever since I got born again, and he's my example, I want to serve. That's why I like ushering. That's why I like greeting. And I'm a pretty bashful guy, but uh, I've come out of it ushering and greeting, being friendly, talking to people. When you got something good to say, you got something to talk about. Glory to God. But we'll end up so the ushers can sit down. We'll go ahead and pray over our offering if everybody's ready. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for prospering our way. Thank you, Lord. I just pray a blessing over this offering in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for supplying seed to the sower and bread to the eater. (laughs) Yeah, and multiplying the seed sown and increasing the fruits of the righteousness. And I call in all the needs met for Faith Builders Family Church and all the needs met for the people that are here tonight and the members and and the body of Christ as a whole as we look to you, the author and the finisher, because he that begun a good work in us, he will bring it into full completion. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Boy, you just get to telling stories and you can't shut down. Can't shut down. But you can move out of, oh, Lord, save now. You can move out of sin now prosperity. And, uh, I mean, I ain't bragging because I used to live paycheck to paycheck. I used to think there's $2 in the gas tank uh, and thank God I ain't there no more, but that's where I was at the time. I don't remember the last time I looked when I filled up my truck. And I ain't bragging, that's the Lord. I don't remember the last time. Matter of fact, I felt kind of bad the other day, but I don't feel bad. Somebody said, uh, it's payday. I said, it's payday? And they, oh, look at old smarty pants. I don't remember what they called me, but they called me, get out of here. Didn't even realize it's payday because I'm trusting in him. I'm seeking him. He's my payday. He's my reward. You know, he told Abraham, I'm your shield. That's enough protection. And I am your exceeding great reward. 
But now, nothing again. If you are living paycheck to paycheck, or, or, or if you are watching the gas tank, hey, I've done lots of that. But I ain't there no more. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. We're all at different levels. But what's taking me up from there is this word. Trusting in Him. Getting that perfect peace. Being a giver. Getting into seed time and harvest. Give and it shall be given. Pressed down, shaking. I ain't bragging on me. I'm bragging on Him. Glory to God. I got another little testimony right quick. It's fresh. It's hot off the press. I talked to my twin brother. He's a preacher. and uh, Well, actually, he runs a tire route. He's delivered tires for 30 years. But he's a preacher incognito. He goes into them tire shops, and if they say something about Jesus, even if they're cussing, he'll break out a revival in there. He just says, boy, if I hear his name, I'll start talking about it. And the room either clears out or he gets somebody's attention. And then half of them start owning up. Yeah, I go down to this church. I go down to that church. I, well, what are you doing looking at that? But he don't go in there pointing out what all they're doing. He just goes in there and gives them Jesus. Starts preaching to them. But he's a giver. And he got born again three years before I did. And I was watching him because he had a peace that I didn't have. He had a joy that I didn't have. But I, I was happy-go-lucky. I, I was doing everything I wanted to do. I was out living on the farm. But I didn't have what he had. I didn't have what my mom had. And it was the peace of God in their heart. I knew about it, but I didn't have it. So three years, I'm watching him. I'm watching these people. Got peace. Got peace. But anyway, I've watched him all along. And I've watched him give. And sow. And I've watched him reap. And I've watched God come through in his life. But just uh, yesterday, he called, or today, he called me. And he said on Sunday, somebody called him up and said, uh, Hey, would you be interested? We got an extra car in the driveway looking to get rid of it. And he said, well, how much do you want for that thing? And he said, it's yours. Come and get it. Only got 132,000 miles on it. Got leather interior. Just had brakes and got good tires. I think he said they might have to put brakes on the front. But hey, free. Glory to God. He was really a shouting because he's got seven kids. And when the first one turned 16, he had the money in his hand. He stuck it in his pocket. And he's going out to buy this car. She found a, I think it was an escort. And he was just excited he had the money to buy this car. So he's getting ready to go out the door. Somebody pulls up in the driveway. Said, come here, I want to talk to you. Said, have you found a car for that girl yet? He said, matter of fact, I just went and got the money. We're headed to go get it. And that guy said, don't tell nobody, but I want to pay for that car. That was the first girl when she turned 16. So I got to ask him today, because I can't keep track of all of his blessings. I'm having trouble keeping up with mine, because they're getting to be more and more. But you tell the right story at the right time, and this must be the right time. <laughs> so I asked him today, I said, now, is that one or two cars that somebody either paid for or has given you around the time one of these kids would start turning 16? That was the fourth vehicle that he's gotten either paid for or given to him 
when the kids started turning 16. Well, see, they used to tell my brother, don't you know what causes that? You don't need all them. These are Christian people. You don't need all them kids. How are you going to put them through college? Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, oh, man, what if one of them gets sick? Uh, what if this? What if that? Uh, you need to quit that. Don't you know what causes He said, yeah, I do, and I like it. We're having a good time. The Bible said, be fruitful and multiply. He said, blessed is the man whose quiver is full. And I think they was about to get a full quiver. But he ended up, they had seven of them. And he works a job up there. And, and I like to talk about him because it ain't me bragging on me what the Lord's done. But it's him. And I've watched it over the years. So he's got a job up there. And uh, another old boy says, I know what you make, Daryl, and I only got two kids, and you got seven, and I don't know how you make it because I can't make it. I don't know how you do it. He said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ. Oh, okay. And then they walk away from it. I, I knew there was something up, but they can't deny it. They watch it. Oh, I only got two kids can't make you. You got seven. How are you making it? And you come in here just as happy as could be. Every day, Mr. Smiley. Mr. Happy Pants, what's wrong with you anyway? You on crack? Did you have a double dose of cappuccino this morning? No, if you really want to know. If you're really unknown, then he'll bust out. Every once in a while, they turn him loose, and they'll have a, a little Bible teaching up there. They turn him loose because they know they've watched him over the 30 years. And I've been watching him too. And it ain't nothing but God. God could get all the glory. But I thought, how funny, just today, and I'm getting ready to take off, and the Lord give me a testimony. So that's number four, car paid in full. And I don't even remember the last time they even made a car payment. I'm making a car payment myself, but not them. They're trusting in the Lord. But you know, one time that uh, his wife was at church, and uh, a missionary or something was there, and they said, hey, you want us to, we'd like you to support some of these kids. They ain't got no parents or Ain't got running water or whatever. And she's sitting back there. And and the Lord laid it on her heart and said, I want you to support one of them kids. And he said, hey, I got seven to support. How can I do that? Well, he supplies the seed. And she said, all right, Lord, you'll supply the seed. I'll sow it into that little kid. I'll adopt one of them. And she done that many years ago. And he said, as long as you take care of one of them, I'll take care of yours. It looks like it's happening. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when they go to college? Christian people saying, you need to shut down. You need to quit that. Well, guess what? The first girl done graduated from college debt-free from that school of the Ozarks. She's a registered nurse now taking care of babies. And I remember that girl was a young age. She walked in there one day, and she was crying, just a little old bitty girl. She said, Daddy. He said, what's wrong, honey? She said, I want what you got. I want what you got. And she's talking about getting filled with the Holy Ghost. She wanted to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Young kid got filled with the Holy Ghost. So I want it to be that way with me and the people I'm around. How about you, the people you're around? You know, like last week, do you remember what Joel was a hitting on? 
Old Joel, he was talking about uh, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Uh, so why don't we go out here and be the goodness to God to somebody? Why don't you go out there and spread that joy, that love, pray for somebody? Just do whatever the Lord would have you to do. Now, I don't think I'll probably go support a little kid unless the Lord leads it that way. You've got to be led. I can't just do that because she did that. I've got to do what the Lord's telling me to do. And I've got to be where the Lord tells me to be. And that's where I'll prosper and be in hell, even as my soul prospers. Matter of fact, you know, I missed church a couple days, a Wednesday and Friday, and uh, I've missed four days of work. But I had to go to the doctor to get me one of them uh, slips so I could go back to work. Got up there, and they run this deal up my nose, and up this one about made me go cross-eyed. Then they swabbed my tongue. I like I felt bad before I got here, but I don't know about if I'm getting any better or not. But anyway, I, I still had joy when I was in there. They come back and they said, "Oh, we know what's wrong with you. You got the flu." I said, "No kidding!" And I started laughing. And then my wife's laughing. That nurse is laughing. I didn't start preaching. I just laughing. Hey. Hey, because uh, I knew everything's going to be all right. Uh, I'd been to church at Faith Builders Family Church, and, and I'd heard the preacher get up and say, I've heard about the Hong Kong, uh, and I've heard about the swine. Uh, I've heard about the Asian, but they ain't mine. And you know, when I walked in there, they said, you must have the man flu. And I said, I don't know about that. See, they just try to give you something. I had the symptoms of the flu, and I had an attack of the flu. And, but I remembered Pastor Tim sharing that one time. I've heard about the Asian. I've heard about the swine. I've heard about the Hong Kong, but they ain't mine. And I think it's actually a song. And he said, I've never heard of a heavenly flu, have you? <laughs> and then today I was looking at that prayer, and he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if there ain't no heavenly flu in heaven, then there shouldn't be no earthly flu on me. I started remembering some benefits I had. You know, when your eyeballs are burning, you don't feel like reading, but I can't go by feelings. You got to walk by faith. So I flipped on old Keith Moore. Put it on there where he's reading scriptures. And I started taking my medication. Now, they give me some stuff to treat some symptoms. But they said, you're just going to have to ride it out, boy. But they didn't know what I knew. But, you know, it was stealing. It was killing. It was destroying. I didn't get to come to church. I didn't get to go. And I would have come to church, but I, I know I'm a giver, but I didn't want to give that stuff away. I give it back to where it come from. Devil, here you go. That come in with the curse. And I found out uh, that Jesus took care of sin and everything that sin let in. I found out in Psalms 103, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Oh, bless his holy name. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquity. Who healed all my diseases. Well, I had a disease. It was a disease attacking me. It didn't feel good. So I started tapping in on my benefits. I said, oh, I'm a child of God. I got benefits. I'm tapping in. But as I was laying there, it says the spirit of a man will sustain him on the, on the sick bed. 
my spirit was talking to me. He said, he said, he, he took my infirmities and he bared my sickness. That was enough right then. I just laid back and rested. I said, all right, he took them. Glory to God. And then next thing I heard, I'm the Lord God that healeth thee, and I change not. He's no respecter of persons. I think one preacher put it like this. If he ever did it for anybody, he'll do it for you. If he ever did it any time, he'll do it now. And if he ever did it anywhere, he'll do it here. I like hearing stories about Kenneth Hagin and the different ones and my grandma and them. But they've all gone on. I need some stories right now like this morning. Hey, I got a car. Somebody said, here you go, Brother Darrell. I want to give this to you. How much you want? Free. Free. Go ahead. But I watched him so. One time my brother gave me $1,000. One time he gave me $100. First time he gave me the 100 I said, oh, you can't do that. I think he had four kids then. You can't do that. No, no, no. Trying to cut off his blessing. He said, oh, yes, I can. I take you. And we ended up at a church service that night. Some old boy walked over to him, shook his hand. He got that $100 back. He gave it to me that afternoon. He got it back that night at church. Trusting in the Lord. I ain't telling you if you'll give away $100, that's going to happen to you. I'm saying trust the Lord and do what he tells you to do. It. But see, I was looking at his situation trying to cut it. There's only me and my wife. He's him and his four, or maybe had three then. I don't remember. But I watched it happen over and over and over again. Glory to God. But we better get back to what we was going to preach on. That's enough testimony. All right. Do you want to turn to, uh, we'll see how much we can get out here. I think we'll probably hear some of the same scriptures. So, if he ever did it anywhere, he'll do it here. If he ever did it any time, he'll do it now. And if he ever did it for anybody, he'll do it for you. He's an equal opportunity God. He's no respecter of persons. All things are possible to him who believes, and nothing is impossible with God. I don't know, know what you're facing and what you're going through, but I feel like the Lord told me to say this to you today. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense, of reward. Hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering because faithful is he who promised you. Glory to God. That's an exhortation. Don't cast it away. Hold fast. Pastor Tim has taught us that insinuates somebody going to try to take it away from you. And what does it say? The old devil comes immediately to steal the word to take it from you. But cast not away your confidence. Hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering, because faithful is he who promised. I want to get all this stuff out. I don't know who that is for, but I'll take that myself. You know, one time I was complaining to my brother. I said, you know, I'm standing on the promises, but it seems to be a mighty long time. It seems to be long in coming. Everybody else is testifying how he came through, how he got his, and they got their, well, glory to God, go ahead and celebrate with them because I'm in the same line. You're in the same line. So I'm talking to my brother about this, and we're driving down the road, and he looks over and he says, uh, what's that mirror say? And I looked over there and it said, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. 
Because what I'd been looking at was putting my promise way out there, way out there. But you know, over in James, it says, when you look into the perfect law of liberty, the Word of God, where I got my promises, where I got something to stand on, and it said, don't be a forgetful here or like a man who beholds his face in a mirror and then walks away and forgets what he looks like. But no, it said, go be a doer of the Word. That's the blessed man. Go be a doer of the word. Don't just be a hearer and deceive yourself, but be a doer of the word. That's the blessed man. And I thought of that scripture when he said, hey, look over there. What's that mirror say? There's a car mirror, and he said, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. And I got back on my promise. I got back to looking to what God said about the situation. Got my eyes off on this and that, and got on the promise. So objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. I got into the mirror, the Word of God, and I said, what does it say about me? It says I'm healed. It says I'm rich. It says I'm righteous. And because I'm righteous, I'm qualified to be healed. I'm qualified to be rich. You know, I was listening to healing school one day, and he took off saying, I'm righteous, I'm healed, and I'm rich. And I said, I like that. So the rest of that day, I kept going, I'm righteous, I'm healed, and I'm rich. And it don't matter if you feel righteous, look righteous. If you're born again, you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it don't matter if you get attacked like I did with the flu. He healed all my diseases. Glory to God. I ain't claiming the disease, but I got attacked with a disease. Because we live in corruptible bodies. But I got good news for you. I've been born again of an incorruptible seed, the Word of God. Yeah, the Word of God. And he said, I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. He said, he gave me richly all things to enjoy. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. You got full access. Full access. Through Christ Jesus. Because that's where all the promises are yes and amen. In him. In him. But let's get to some scripture. We're doing all right. Y'all doing all right? I'm having a good time. You know, just quoting them scriptures and saying, I'm righteous, I'm healed, and I'm rich. I'm just getting stronger and stronger. You know, one time somebody prayed for me and they said, You're just going to be talking, and people's going to get healed. It ain't me. I can't do nothing for you. But the Word of God can. It's life and it's spirit. He said, attend to my word. Incline thine ear to my saying. Let it not depart from mine eyes. Keep it in the midst of thy heart. For it's life to those that find him. And health to all their flesh. To all your flesh. Glory to God. So I'm getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, all right. All right, we're going to get back to the message now. I heard this the other day. I thought it was pretty funny. He said, uh, I think it was Keith Moore. He said, you know, uh, he was over in Philippians. He said halfway through the book, he says, finally, my brethren. <laughs> finally, my brethren, halfway through, and he's just halfway done. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. That sounds like Pastor Tim a little bit. <laughs> All right, let's go over here to Corinthians. I, better, I took notes so we get the word because you can take it. That's what's going to hear. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Everybody doing all right? 
getting full of life, getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're going to the very last book in uh, 2 Corinthians, right before Galatians here. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. And he was wrapping up right there, but we just getting started. We're going to take off with what he wrapped up with. Because there's your success right there. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost, or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And what have we been hearing around here on Wednesday night? Pastor Tim said, if we'll get to know the Holy Spirit, and then we'll get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then be led by the Holy Spirit, this will be a different year than it's ever been. So if we get filled with the Spirit, get to know the Spirit, and be led by the Spirit, we'll have a different year. And so he's been teaching on being led by the Holy Ghost and being led by the Spirit. All right, let's go over here to, we've already quoted some of these scriptures, but let's see what it says here. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. I just want to show you this stuff's in the Bible. I just didn't make it up. All right, so he said, we're going to start off with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is 2 Corinthians 8. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he become poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. And, you know, I'd hear a scripture like that when I first got saved, and I didn't even know what all that meant. But then I heard a preacher say this one time. I don't know if it's about that particular voice, but he said what verse, but what he said was, what that means is the Son of God became the Son of Man, that the sons of men might become the sons of God. And I did. How about you? Glory to God. He left glory. He took on an earth suit. He whooped death, hell, and the grave. He paid the price for sin. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he became poor for your sakes, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. That's good just to read, isn't it? I get excited just reading it. All right, now let's go to the next scripture. It's over there in 2 Peter. The first chapter, Second Peter. You probably didn't think I could do it like this, did you? Just stay calm, read the scripture. Because you know, uh, you know, Lance, he was talking about when Steve would laugh, it'd make him laugh. Ha, 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 you know? And he said, there's something about the body when that happens. And it made me think when Lance shared that Sunday about the, the joy of the Lord and, and uh, when Steve would laugh, it made me think about what somebody said, a preacher said, he said, your victory is not your victory alone. And sometimes you ain't just shouting for you, you're helping other people shout. 
And that's why I get excited about let us shout for joy and be glad to favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say, let the Lord be magnified and takes great or pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Because one time I read over there and it said, I believe it was the tribe of Judah, it said when they shouted, it came to pass. Their promise came to pass as they shouted. And you know that day Lance was saying, when anybody was here Sunday, he was saying, Pastor always says, how would you act? If what you're believing for come to pass, how would you act? And I've heard Pastor do that several times, several times. But I couldn't help myself one day. He said, how would you act? And I don't know if he was here or not. I wasn't trying to steal the show. He just asked the question, how would you act if what you was bleeding for come to pass? And you know, I started shouting, and I couldn't quit. And I remember I started back there, and I shouted. And I shouted. I couldn't even repeat it. And they just shouted. And I remember in my mind, I'm thinking, what am I doing? You're messing up the service. No, pastor said, how would you act uh, if what you was believing for come to pass? And I shouted right past Pastor Tim, shouted right past them, and then I'd look, and he'd just shouting out like a bullhorn. And then I'd just shouted all the way back to that door. Well, the next day at work, man, my throat was all raspy, and they said, you coming down with something? I said, oh, no. We was at church, and... I was shouting from my favorite team. Uh, hey, uh, you know, you go to a ball game and shout for your favorite team. Uh, I was shouting from my favorite team, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, that's who I was shouting. And they said, okay, brother. Well, they didn't call me brother. They said, okay, okay. And then the other guy I worked with, he come in there and he said, you coming down with something? I didn't even have to testify. That other guy, oh, no, they got to shouting at church. He's trying to shut it down. He's afraid I was going to take off testifying. That's the way people do. They can't handle it. They may go shout at the Super Bowl, and that's all right if you like the Super Bowl. But when he said, how would you act if what God promised you come to pass? Well, it already has because he took the stripes, and I'm taking the healing glory to God. Woo! He shed the blood, and I'm taking the righteousness. Woo! Glory to God. He made a full provision. And that's something that'll make you shout. And if you ever been in a service and you was looking for something to come to pass, and man, you took off dancing and just shouting because the preacher done messed up and asked you, how would you act? And, and I was standing on something that day, and I began to dance and shout, and then I got home, and this is when we had answering machines, you know, hooked up to your rotary phone or whatever it was. And got home, and there it was on the answering machine, what I was looking for, I, Hey, but I was dancing, oh, a day or two before that when they said, how would you act? Glory to God. Because like one preacher said, uh, he said, your celebration is your demonstration of your expectation. Got any expectation? Are you standing on anything? Are you looking for anything to come to pass? Well, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Get your eyes on the Word. Get your eyes on what He said, not what they did. Or You know, they lined up when I, the people found out I had the flu. We know a guy that's in the coma. He's 52. Hey, we know another guy. 
And you know, I'm 49. And I said, I'm feeling fine. I done come through the flu because of something I knew. Glory to God. I knew the Word. Yeah, and I was standing on the Word. And I don't know about them, but I do know about me. And then you know what? My old dog it started having trouble. Everywhere he'd go, he couldn't even make it outside. He'd just start puddling in the floor. My wife said, I think that's a sign of diabetes. She works in the medical field. She knows a thing or two. And I said, oh, really? And I'm like, my dog ain't got diabetes. Glory to God. My dog. But guess what? We took her up there, and they said, my dog got diabetes. I said, no kidding. So they want to put my dog on insulin. So now I'm giving my dog shot. Thank God for the insulin. You know what? She ain't making puddles in the floor no more. It's working. It's working. I'll treat the symptoms while I'm looking for the healing. Glory to God. That's what I did with the flu. Hey, go ahead. Treat the symptoms while you're waiting on your healing. Healing is a restoration. I'll go ahead and take an ibuprofen, a little cough syrup, whatever leaves it, you know. But I'll also take the word. And that's what I stand on. Glory to God. So then I took my dog back after a couple weeks, and they said, it's worse than it was. And here I'm standing on the Word of God. But when I got attacked with the flu, I'm sitting there, and they come back with my dog, and they said, your dog's worse than it was. And I said, oh, Dad, now, I said, you know, healing is the children's bread. I read one time in the Bible, and I heard it preached. And I said, I need me a couple slices of that healing bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection. Hey, I said, I need me a couple slices of that bread. And then I said, I'm going to drop some crumbs in the floor and let my dog eat a crumb because Jesus told that woman that day, I'm not giving the children's bread to the dogs. And she said, but even the dogs get the crumb that fall from the master's table. I said, go ahead and get you a crumb, dog. Go ahead and get you a crumb. Took her back to the doctor. She's worse than she was. Hey, glory to God. Glory to God. But you know what? They said we can't explain it. She feels good. She looks good. She's not puddling in the floor. She's attacking the other dog. Well, I can explain it, but we'll just go ahead and let them do their treatments and whatever we need to do because my dog's getting some crumbs. Well, I believe old brother Darren done fell out of the tree. No, that's scriptural. Your animals will be blessed. A righteous man cares for his animals. He tends to them animals. Whether that's a dog, your livestock, or whatever you want to talk about. Now, some people think I fell out of a tree, but that's all right. I got scripture. My dog's getting some crumbs. And some of you may not be dog lovers. Some of you may. I could care less about this dog or whatever. But that's all right if you're a dog lover. Go ahead and get you some. So my dog's healed. Now I got to get back to where we was. We was on the grace, wasn't we? All right, let's go back to Peter. We'll get you out of here by time. We may wrap it a little faster here. All right, Second uh, Peter is where we want to go to, chapter 1. And it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. What does he say? Grace. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich. See, we've been getting some knowledge tonight. We're getting our minds transformed. We're getting renewed. We're finding out about this grace. 
And then it goes on to say, according as his divine power, verse 3, hath given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who hath called us to glory and virtue. And I heard an old boy say this the other day. He said, uh, you know, yet believing. You know, he hadn't seen Jesus, but he knows he's coming. Over and Peter says, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now what happens, he said, when you rejoice? That rejoicing is full of the glory. There's your manifestation, and he's called you to glory and virtue. And what went out of him when the woman touched him? Virtue went out of him, brought healing. Glory to God, he's no respecter of persons. Everything, then verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding and great and precious promises, that by these you can be a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Glory to God. I escaped some corruption last, well, two weeks ago, that old corrupted flu. I escaped it because of some exceeding and great and precious promises, that by his stripes you are healed. Glory to God, I escaped. Had something to stand on. Oh, yeah. And so if we'll go over here to Romans 5, we're going to find out there's an abundance of grace, there's abounding grace, and there's standing grace. So you could just preach on all this stuff. But we're going to get you out of here on time. I just want you to know where I got this stuff. Uh, Romans 5, verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand. So you might have to stand. And you might have to look over at your car mirror. And it says, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. That promise, it's coming to pass. Hold fast, there's standing grace. Jesus ain't come back, but I know he is. And, and I'm going back because the Bible said. It said. He's going to come back with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And it said, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. He's coming back. I haven't seen him, but he's coming back from me. I qualify. Glory to God. That's one of them promises. So we got grace there. And then you go on down to uh, 17, 517. Romans 517. For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Abundance of grace. That sounds good, don't it? Said the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you might have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Abundant life. That's me. And then there's the throne of grace, but we're going to pass that for the time, but we'll just quote about it. It says you can go to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The throne of grace. I qualify to go right into the throne of grace. Because of the grace of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I qualify. That's in Romans 4 if you want to know where the 4.16, if you want to write that down. All right, them's all my grace scriptures. I hope that it stirred you up a little bit. Now we're going to move on to the love of God. To the love of God. 
Glory to God, we'll do it fast. Anybody know John 3, 16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Did they put it up on the board? Yeah, there it is. I'm not going to perish. I might die, but I'm just stepping through. If he don't come back before my 120 or how many is promised, I may die, but I'm just passing through. I used to be afraid to die, but I ain't afraid of dying no more. Now, I'm not going to die before my time, and I'm not going to die till I'm satisfied because he said he satisfies me with long life, and he'll show me his salvation. Yeah. He said, I will, I will. All right, so there we got the love of God right there. Let's go to Ephesians. I got this phrase out of these of prayers one time. And the phrase I got was, if you can comprehend the love, you'll extend the love. But if you can't comprehend the love of God, you won't extend it. But that love and compassion will go up in your heart and you just can't help it. You just got to share it with somebody. You got to talk to somebody. And so that's what I got out of this Ephesians 3. Let's read it. We'll start at 17. I mean, all of it's good, but for sake of time. That Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hey, you get full of the love of God, look what it turns into, fullness. And I heard somebody say this one time, you can't have overflow till you get fullness. But when you get fullness and you put just a little bit more in there, you're going to have overflow. And that overflow is going to get on somebody. Overflow, so fullness, comprehending that love that surpasses knowledge. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. So that's where that phrase comes from. If you can comprehend the love, you'll extend the love. And if you've been born again over there in Romans 5 where we was earlier, it says, hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So you got the capacity. It's just time for us to comprehend and start to extend that love and go after the harvest like Joel was talking about last Wednesday. comprehend and extend so we read a few scriptures tonight and now let's go to Corinthians anybody think oh I know where he's going I know where he's going Corinthians 13 Corinthians 13 because this is what it looks like and it's in you if you're born again it's in you if you're born again but now uh, I was talking to my wife one day a couple years ago, I think it was. I, I'm not real good with times and dates. And, uh, you know, uh, I said, you know, we ought to just get in there and read that love chapter. 
I said, because how can you get any, any of that quoted off right now? Well, let's see. Love is kind. Uh, uh, you know, and so I'm talking to my wife. We didn't get too far. And I was just like, all right. Well, if I'm no more familiar with it than that, there's something wrong. It's been given to me. It's in me by the Holy Ghost. Maybe I ought to get in there and find out a little bit more of it. So now, you know what I do just about every morning? I'm on my way to work. And I say I got the God kind of love in me. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. It does not delight in evil. It, but you know what it does do? It rejoices with the truth. And I had to start rejoicing right there because this is the truth. This is the God kind of love right here. It rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. And a few weeks ago, Lance was up here preaching on Wednesday night. And he said, you need to put I in there and put your name. I am not rude. I am patient. I am kind. I do not delight in evil. You start doing that. Well, that messed me up because I've been learning it. And you know what? There's like two different kind of NIV. This is an old NIV Bible that my mama gave me a long time ago. And I'd lay it out there on the coffee table. And every day I'm picking it up. And I'm getting to know what kind of love this is. I'm getting familiar. I'm comprehending. And then I'm walking around the house and I'm hearing, well, that was kind of rude. That ain't, that ain't love. One step out of love, one step out of God. One step in love, one step in God. And it's caused me to start treating my wife different, people different. Glory to God. And like you heard, and I wasn't showing off, I could quote it. But just because you can quote it don't mean you're doing it. But I used to not be able to quote it. But now I'm familiar. And now it talks to me. When I get ugly, it talks to me. But you know, I got one on my wife the other day. I was reading about the Proverbs woman over there in Psalms, or Proverbs 31. And it said that she'd do her husband good all the days of her life. I said, I marked that one real good. I'm turning that into a daily confession. My wife will do me good all the days of her life. And then I got on down there a little bit further and got that marker out again. And it said, wisdom is in her mouth. It said, the law of kindness is on her tongue. And then the Holy Ghost hit me. He said, now put your name in there. I said, wisdom's in my mouth. Law of kindness is on my tongue. I'll do my wife good and not evil all the days of my life. You talk about getting the word in you and letting the word talk to you. See, I wasn't doing that to hold that over my wife. I'm confessing it because I'm looking for a heavenly marriage. I'm looking for something better. I mean, we got it good now, don't get me wrong. But man, when you get in there and you start walking in this stuff, you know, and that's something else I hated about getting attacked with the flu. Every night... When we pray over our dinner and all, my wife gets up and I get up and we get a hug and we get a kiss right after we pray over dinner. Every once in a while I tease her in the restaurant and I say, where's my hug? Where's my kiss? Oh, not in here. Come on. Hey, I'd do it. 
I'd do it. But you see, I've missed out on about two weeks of them hugging and them kissing because it steals, it kills, it destroys. It's a locator. Attack my voice where I couldn't hardly talk. Well, my voice is my address in the spirit realm. Hey, I got to say something. I got to hold fast to my confession. Glory to God. So I don't only say that about my wife now, I say it about me. And you know it said, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Well, how do I tap into that favor? Dwelling with her according to knowledge. According to what? Loving her with the God kind of love. Not being rude. Not being envious. Not being boastful. Walking in the God kind of love. That's how I tap into that favor. And you talk about kisses. Woo! <laughs> we won't go into all that, but it's good. Glory to God. You tap into the love of God. How much more His, ba- His grace will abound. All right. So now we've established the God kind of love, what it looks like. We're comprehending it. He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. We've tapped into that love. And then he tells us now in John to go out and love with the love wherewith we've been loved. Go love people like he loved us. And we've read how he loved us tonight. He died for us. He redeemed us. He bought us back. He paid the price. He shed his blood. He took the stripes. And when he was threatened, he threatened not. And when we was rivaled, he reviled not. But he entrusted himself unto him that judged righteously unto Father God. He said, I don't need to talk right now. I don't need to talk. But then the day does come when you need to talk. But sometimes it's like pastor taught us, be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to hear. You know, we've been learning that in the last few weeks here at Faith Builders Family Church. And you apply that stuff, it works. This stuff really works. Glory to God. It's going to take you right on into heaven. All right, now let's go to... uh, uh, that last part of this and then we'll wrap it up it said the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost of course that's what pastor's been preaching on for the last couple three weeks on Wednesday nights he's our comforter he's the spirit of truth he'll guide you into all truth he'll lead you in he'll say "All right, Darren don't just say that about your wife now go ahead and say it about yourself I got wisdom in my mouth I got the law of kindness in my mouth I got the love of God in my heart that surpasses knowledge I got the peace that passes all understanding I got the joy unspeakable the full of glory I mean if you walk around like that you're going to be happy so that's what the Holy Spirit is comforter the spirit of truth Guide you into all truth, and then there's the fruits of the Spirit. You're going to have fruit if you get to know the Spirit. If you get full of the Spirit, then you be led of the Spirit. And then fruits of the Spirit sound a whole lot like the love of God. Said so How does it go? Galatians 5. We got time to read it. It's like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness gentleness and self-control and faith them's fruits of the spirit Galatians 5:22 is where that is so I got fruits and just like this past Monday and I ain't bragging on myself I'm just saying when you walking in it people are going to want to know what you're on and I was in there on Monday morning they said you're just too happy for Monday morning come in here singing your little tune and I said hey I'm upright and shiny 
They had no idea I had the flu two weeks ago. I'm upright and shiny. You bet I'm, I'm a-going. And I could have preached, but sometimes you just walk on. And then other times you get to do it. And then one time I got out to the truck because somebody said, what you on anyway? What you doing? And I said, Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound with hope by the power of the Holy Ghost. Walking around abounding in hope. Walking around with all joy and peace in believing. I'm still believing, I'm receiving. It may not have showed up, but I'm going to go ahead and walk around in joy and peace in believing and abounding in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what's wrong with me on Monday morning. Because to me, Monday morning ain't no different than Friday. Now, don't get me wrong, I like Friday evening. Knowing you don't have to go to work the next day. Some of you might, but I don't. And I'm going, glory to God. Hey, this, this Friday night I'll be thinking about the men's breakfast what I'll be thinking about. The good word we're going to hear there. Hey, hey, we run out of scriptures. It's a done deal. So we're going to end with uh, the first scripture we started with. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. You hang on to that. You're going to have success. You're going to have success. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I had a good time tonight delivering that out. I usually just try to give what rises to the top, and that's what rose to the top. And so I just put it out there. By day, I'm a delivery guy at the school, Bentonville School System. I'm a mailman, and I like doing it. I like going around, spreading the cheer. They even give me some Christmas cards this year and said, thanks for bringing that attitude in here. I wasn't trying to make nothing happen. That's just walking in here. Here comes old sunshine. I ain't telling them. That's what they're telling me. You get to where you don't have to testify. They'll testify for you. There's people over there who know my name. I don't have a clue who they are. I'm walking in. They say, hey, old Darren. Hey, and I say, good. Doing good. But I got two or three cards this year that said that. And I ain't bragging on myself. I didn't have nothing until I found Jesus. And then I ran into that peace, ran into that love, ran into that joy, became a carrier. And if anybody wants to hear about it, I'll share them. One old boy, he'd been working there a few weeks, and he said, you're always the same way. What is it? I said, his name is Jesus. Okay, okay. And you don't have to go out there and put on. The only thing you need to put on is the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh. And you can walk in that peace and that joy. And it don't matter what's going on around you. All right. Well, go ahead and stand up and we'll pray over you. And it's only 825, so we got you out of here early. All right. Well, dear Lord, we do thank you. We thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of your Holy Spirit, dear Lord. And I just pray you go with them, speak to them, bring up the right words at the right time in due season. And dear Lord, I thank you for the due season of tonight. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
This message has been brought to you by Faith Builders Family Church. To learn more, please visit our website, www.faithbuilderschurch.net.